Ah, it's good to be together, isn't it? And it's especially good to be together when our, our focus is just on giving thanks. And that's what tonight is going to be, out, uh, be about, just worship and thanksgiving. And, you know, it's uh, just before we started, uh, we were praying, and, and I was mentioning about how easy it is you know, to, to praise the Lord and to give him thanks when things go our way. And, you know, honestly, most of the time, I think we, we kind of are in that place where things just kind of go along and we're, we're feeling very comfortable with things. And, and yet there are those other times that we find things just don't go our way. And maybe they, they go completely crazy on us. And we, we, we have that feeling of not having any control or anything, which we really don't. I don't know if you knew that, but we don't have any control over those things, but we can trust the Lord no matter whether we are doing well or whether we are um, not doing so well. And the key to it, I think, and I, I believe that as we grow and as we mature in Christ, we will learn to do that. We'll learn to praise him and give thanks regardless of what's happening. And, and that, that is a really difficult thing sometimes. And so uh, tonight is just really giving God thanks for what he has already done. I mean, if you think about all that God has done for each one of us so far, he's worthy to receive our praise. And uh, we're just so thankful for that. And if he, did, if he did nothing else in each of our lives, the fact that we, our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, honestly, if you think of it, if nothing else good happened for the rest of our life, and for the, those of us who are younger, we're squinting, and everyone else, you know, those of you who are older going, yeah, that'd be all right with me, you know. <laughs> But the thing is, is, you know, regardless of what he, you know, he allows, he, he's God and he's good. Amen. So, Father, we just give you our hearts tonight, Lord, and we pray that as, the, as we lift our voices, Lord, and singing to you, Lord, that you would just be glorified in this place. And, Lord, that you would work in us, in our hearts, Lord, this uh, gratitude, Lord, this thankful heart. And so, Lord, have your way with us. Receive our worship. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together. Sing it together. I lift my eyes. I lift my eyes up. To the mountains, where does my help come from? My help comes from you, maker of heaven, creator of the earth. Let's sing it again. I lift my eyes. I lift my eyes up. To the mountains, where does my help come from? My help comes from you, maker of heaven, maker of heaven, creator, creator of the earth. Oh, how I need you, Lord. You are my only hope, you're my only prayer, so I will wait for you to come. 
this night, Lord, and thank you, Lord, that you lift our eyes unto you, Lord. The mountains are nothing before you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We lift our hands. We lift our hands in praise to you. We lift our hearts in worship to you. Oh 
shall resound, and the Lord shall descend.
Bibles uh, to First Kings chapter eight. Hey Ed, if you could turn this this microphone here, just turn that off just temporarily until we begin worshiping again. (laughs) 
Testing one, there we go. Can everybody hear me okay? Uh, tonight, obviously, is about worship and thanksgiving. And I was thinking about, you know, thanksgiving being a national holiday. And it's a national holiday. They don't have this in Canada. They don't have it in other countries. But in our country, in the United States of America, we do. We, the, you know, our, our country, we've set aside one day to give thanks to the Lord, to give thanks, and not only to the Lord, but just to give thanks for all that God has done. And we know that as Christians, that we don't have to wait for a designated day. In fact, the Bible tells us to be, always be thankful, to be thankful always in all things. And, and that, to me, every day to me is Thanksgiving, minus the turkey and the apple pie, much to my chagrin, right? But that is what it is about. And in Psalm 30, verses 4 and 5, it says this, Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And isn't that true? Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And that's why I, I, don't, I don't mind trials and difficulties because I know that if it's a really bad day for me, I can give thanks because I know when I wake up tomorrow morning, my whole mood, my whole attitude is going to be different. Can anybody relate to that? It's true. Just, you know, no matter how thick it is, no matter how difficult it is, wait, sleep on it and wake up and you'll find that when you wake up, everything is so much different and your problem may not go away immediately, but we can still give thanks and God gives us new mercies every morning. Isn't that what the Bible says? That his mercies are new every morning and I love that about him. And that's another good reason that I give thanks to him. And then in Psalm 92, it goes on and, and it says, it is good to give thanks to the Lord. It's good to give thanks to him. And notice, and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. On an instrument of 10 strings, we've only got six, but we're doing, he says, to do it on an instrument of 10 strings on the lute, on the lute and on the harp with a harmonious sound. And, that, and that's really what we're doing tonight is just giving thanks. And it's good for us to give thanks. It is really good for us. And I find that a, a grateful heart is a thankful heart. Isn't that true? A grateful, are you grateful for what God has done in your life? I mean, sometimes it's good to actually take note of what God has done in your life. And when you're feeling down in the dumps, write down the, the positive things. Because the devil and even your own flesh wants you to be focused on the bad things and all the evil things that are happening. But force yourself to write down the good things. You know, I'm in relatively good health. My wife hasn't left me. My dog hasn't bit me today yet. And the name, you know, we don't have a dog. Well, we have a leopard gecko, but she hasn't bitten me either. My daughter has the leopard gecko, not me. So, But it's good to give thanks to him. And finally, in Psalm 106, he says, Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And who can utter his, the mighty acts of the Lord? And who can declare his, all his praise? Blessed are those who keep justice. And he who does righteousness at all times. I like that too. Give thanks to the Lord. And we commemorate Thanksgiving with those pilgrims who came over from England 
on the Mayflower across that Atlantic, remember? And they landed in Plymouth in 1620, remember? And although as they made that trip, and this is for the teens or the young people here, you're going to get a small history lesson here tonight, because as they traveled across the Atlantic Ocean, not having all of the adequate supplies and, and, and having disease on the Mayflower, many didn't make it, and many had to be tossed overboard, and only a small handful actually made it to the shore there in Plymouth in 1620. So, But they learned through those first couple of harsh winters that they encountered when they came nearly snuffed them out as well and yet the native Indians helped them and you remember they, they learned how to plant corn and how to do all of these things to survive and then the and then they, they flourished and then they began to build and they began to flourish more and they began to be able to sustain those harsh winters and then out of that would come the 13 colonies the 13 original states. Now fast forward about 150 years from that time and about 19, or excuse me, 1776. What happened in 1776? July 4th, 19, or 1776. It was the time that we, yes, we had, we, the Declaration of Independence was written. A year after the Revolutionary War had already started, and so the Declaration of Independence was, was signed and it, it, was sep- it basically stated that we are separated from England from now on and, and now forming the United States of America, which in a sense was treason to England. And, and the war pursued after that and many lost their lives in that. And then we went on in 1861, we fought the Civil War ultimately with the Union armies under Ulysses S. Grant, remember, winning the war over the Confederates. And then Abraham Lincoln, our 16th president, he would sign the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863, abolishing slavery in the United States. That's an awesome thing. Can I get an amen? Yeah, and these are good things. And see, it's good for us to think about where we have been and the things that have happened in our past, the difficult things. I mean, just the voyage over was really difficult. And then we had to fight our battle, fight the British on our soil over here to, to have our own time, religious freedom and, and the like. And then we had civil war. And there was slavery, like I said, and then that was abolished in 1863. And what about the wonderful, um, and then there were wonderful but triumphs uh, ahead that we had, but there was also trouble, wasn't there? We know that in our state, in our country, in our world at that time, we had World War I beginning in 1914, World War II in 1939, the Korean War in 1950, Vietnam in 1955, the Gulf War starting in 1990, and then we had September 11th, which totally blew us out of the water, changed things, and then now we have the Afghanistan Wars, which began in 1999 up to the present, and all of this difficulty, all of this difficulty our forefathers, our great-grandparents, our grandparents, our sons and daughters have fought, and some today are even fighting on behalf of the United States right now. Some of your kids or grandkids may be in, you know, or maybe not your grandkids, but your kids may have uh, served in the armed services. And so Thanksgiving is a really wonderful time for us to remember our roots in our country. And that's why I gave you a quick history lesson 
to show how this fledgling nation that started was so difficult. And then we've had wars after war after war, and even now we have been given so much. And so it's a time now that we remember our roots as a country to certainly count our blessings here in the present, giving thanks to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, but now to go forward with fortitude because it's not going to be easy, is it? We go forward in fortitude in our faith in Christ, spreading the gospel to every creature under heaven, and as a result, promoting life, liberty, and certainly the pursuit of happiness, but also godliness, lest we forget godliness. Life, liberty, and a pursuit of happiness is fine, but we also need godliness, and that's where the church comes in. And the great nation that we are a part of has these Judeo-Christian heritage. We, we have these principles in our founding. And so is it good for us to give thanks? It is. Let's continue to be a nation and as the church promote the gospel of Jesus Christ and also uphold our constitutional republic. To uphold our constitutional republic and also to share the gospel. And the day we live in now is especially important that we do both. And obviously the kingdom of God is more important than anything because people matter to God. He doesn't care the color of your skin. He doesn't care about your background, whether you're rich or poor. Not all of that is laid bare at the cross. And so I, for one, am thankful to live in this country. Are you thankful? Raise your hand if you're thankful. I'm thankful to live in this country. and to thank, I'm thankful that in spite of our problems, we're still the greatest nation on the planet. But yet we have enemies. And I am thankful to live here in the United States. I don't have to suffer persecution as a Christian yet. I live in this great nation. Are you thankful? Think about all the places you could have been born. You know, I could have been born in another part of the world in, in, a, in, a, in a nation where Christianity is outlawed, like Iran, for, for instance, or in Saudi Arabia. And your wives and your daughters could also be Christians in those nations. And their, their lives would be on the line. If anybody found out, you'd have to live underground like they do in China, in communist China. They have to live underground. And yet, the church is spreading over there. And I am sure they are very thankful to be alive and to be able to continue to serve Jesus. But they have to do it under the cloak of darkness and in homes and, and everything like that. But the idea behind this is that we've been given much. And to whom much is given, much is required, right? We have been given very much, and there's much to be thankful for. We are the beneficiaries of freedom and the blessings that our forefathers have fought and even died to preserve for us. And, and that's not meant to put you on a guilt trip or anything, but rather to help you think and to understand and, and just go, Lord, I am so thankful you have given me so much. And, and, and these are just national things. Think about what the Lord has given you and I as Christians. He's given us his Holy Spirit to dwell within us. He's given us his word, the Bible. He's given us these great and precious promises, which we're going to get to. 
But I want you to look at 1 Kings chapter 8. I had you open up to that. And I just want to read something to you because Solomon also found himself which, with much to be thankful for. Much like us, the United States, we've been given everything. And you and I stand here today at, at the behest of all those men and women who have died and have fought um, wars and to, to give us what we have right now, this freedom, this liberty that we do have. They did this. And so we have inherited it and, it, and it's come into our hands so easily. Do you understand? And, and look at Solomon's life because he found himself with much to be thankful for. He was the beneficiary of the Davidic covenant. And, and God had given to, um, to David the blueprint. Uh, the, the, the blueprint for the temple, the silver, the gold, the bronze, the brass, everything to build the temple in Jerusalem. And all of this was handed over to him and everything was given to him. Do you see where I'm going with this? We have been given a lot. And now I'm thankful, Lord, for what you've given and Lord, help me now to be a good steward of that. And Solomon had that same thing going on in his life. He, was, he basically was born with a spoon in his mouth. He didn't have to do any of the work. I mean, maybe he did some of the work, but he had literally everything taken care of for him. And all he did was inherit those blessings and just continue to have others build the temple. He was the, the, the foreman, if you will, but everyone else did the work. So look at with me in uh, 1 Kings chapter 8, beginning in verse 14, because remember, David has passed from the scene, and David is the one whom God gave the blueprint of the temple. God, or David is the one uh, who was given all of the gold and the silver and the brass and the bronze. He is the one who stored it all up for his son. He had taken care of everything so that when Solomon did get on the throne, he could just give it all to him, everything. And you may be wondering, well, why didn't God allow David to build the temple? He was, after all, one of the greatest kings. Why didn't he allow David? Well, the Bible says in 1 Chronicles 28, verse 3, God told David, David, it's good that it was in your heart to build me a house. It was very good, and I, I appreciate that. <laughs> However, you're a man of war. You're a man who's got blood on his hands, and I, I'm not going to allow you to build the temple, David, as, as, as wonderful as you are and as much as I love you, but I gave you that promise, David, that from your loins would come, not, and through Solomon and through the Davidic line, through the line of Judah, would ultimately come the Savior, Jesus Christ. Do you see how wonderful that is? And then his kingdom will reign forever and ever. It will never end. And folks, we look forward to that yet future today. And that's something I'm thankful for too is the promises that God has given us through the Davidic covenant that he gave to David. And then David shares that with his son Solomon as well. And Solomon is like, He's totally blown away because not only does he have all of the workers, the blueprint, all of the materials for the temple, and even a, a, a host of people that are going to help him do it. And then he's got the promise that if he follows the Lord, there will not fail to sit a man of David on the throne. And Solomon knew also that through his loins, through his line, would ultimately come the Messiah, the branch as it tells us. Shiloh from Genesis 49, verse 10. But notice what it says. And so Solomon prepares all of this. He brings all of these things, gets all the people together. He builds the temple. And now he is going to give a speech at the completion of this work. It took him 
Seven years to build the temple. Notice what he says. And then the king turned around, and remember, there's this big fanfare, this big celebration right there at the, on the Temple Mount. And the king turned around and blessed the whole assembly of Israel while all the assembly of Israel was standing. And he said, Blessed be the name or the Lord God of Israel, who spoke with his mouth to my father David, and his hand has fulfilled it, saying, Since the day that I brought my people Israel out of Egypt, I have chosen no city from any tribe of Israel in which to build a house that my name might be there. But notice, I chose David to be over my people Israel. Now it was in the heart of my father David, Solomon says, to build a house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father David, whereas it was in your heart to build a temple for my name, you did well that it was in your heart. Nevertheless, You shall not build the temple, but your son, who will come from your body, he shall build the temple for my name. And so the Lord has fulfilled his word, which he spoke. And I have filled the position of my father David, and I sit on the throne of Israel as the Lord promised. And I have built a temple for the name of the Lord God of Israel. And there I have made a place for the ark, in which is the covenant of the Lord, which he made with our fathers when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. And then now, notice here, and then then we'll end here. Notice. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the assembly of Israel, and he spread out his hands toward heaven, and he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God in heaven above or on earth below like you who keep your covenant and mercy with your servants who walk before you with all their hearts. You have kept what you promised your servant David, my father. You have spoken with your mouth and fulfilled it with your hand as it is this day. Therefore, Lord God of Israel, now keep what you promised your servant uh, David, my father, saying, you shall not fail to have a man sit before me on the throne of Israel. Only if your sons take heed to their way that they may walk before me as you have walked before me. And now I pray, O God of Israel, let your word come true, which you have spoken to your servant David, my father. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, heaven of heavens cannot contain you, how much less this temple which I have built. And can you see in Solomon's heart, he is just, he's very thankful. He's very thankful because he's been given everything. He's been given all the materials. He's been given all of the promises. He's been given all the materials, the blueprint, everything. And now he is standing there at the summation of this thing with all of Israel. What a beautiful day it must have been. And I am sure it was a beautiful day. It was probably not a cloud in the sky, and it was beautiful. And he's just giving thanks to God for all that God had done. And all that God has yet to do. And see, you and I, we have that same promise. God has done so much in our country, and he's got a lot of things to do yet. But more importantly, in the church, he's got a great deal to do more. Even after the United States fades away, and even after the rapture of the church, and when we come and back to Israel at the second coming with the Lord... We will spend a thousand years on this earth with him, ruling and reigning with Christ, the Bible tells us. And so we also have great and precious promises to look forward to. The same that God had spoken to David. There will not fail to sit a man of David on the throne 
forever. And that one who's going to sit on the throne of David forever is who? It's Jesus. And then he goes on in verse 28. He says, Yet regard the prayer of your servant and his supplication, O Lord my God, and listen to the cry and the prayer which your servant is praying before you today, that your eyes may be opened toward this temple night and day, toward the place of which you said, My name shall be there, that you may hear the prayer which your servant makes toward this place. And may you hear the supplication of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place, here in heaven, your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. What an amazing thing. And Solomon just being so thankful. And thanksgiving is something that is good for us. It's a great time to collect your thoughts, to think about the past, think about the present, think about the future that we have ahead of us not only nationally, but also as the church of God, the great and wonderful promises that are yet waiting for us. But God has made promises to us, didn't he? Just like he made promises to David and to Solomon. What was one of those promises? In John chapter 14, remember Jesus, as he is there with his disciples in the upper room the night before he would be taken wrongfully and wrongfully crucified, What did Jesus say to them? He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And notice what he says, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself That where I am, there you may be also, and where I go, you know, and the way you know. And so the Lord gives us this blessed hope, this promise that we await any moment now. And the Lord could return for us at any moment now. In the rapture of the church, you've heard that phrase. That's what Jesus is talking about in John 14. He's going to come back and he is going to notice He's going to prepare a place for us, and he's going, to, he's going to come again and receive us unto himself. We're going to meet the Lord in the clouds. What a great and wonderful promise. Our bodies will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. What greater thing could happen? And so it is good for us to give thanks. We've been handed many blessings. Even as a country, we've been handed many blessings. You and I today, Think of it, it's, it's kind of sobering. All that is before us has prepared and given us what we have today. So how important it is to be good stewards of it. How important is it to be thankful for what God has done. And then for us in the church, think of what we have. Think of all the, the blood of the prophets and those who went before us who died to bring us the word of God. And more importantly, Jesus on the cross, he, his, his sacrifice was the most important. And to think that he has given us not only this hope of salvation, which we have, we have the assurance of salvation if you're a Christian, but then we have the Holy Spirit in us, helping us along the way. He's given us his word. And he's given us the promise that we read in John 14, that where he is, we might also be one day. And see, that is something to be thankful for. Wouldn't you agree? And I want to just take a few moments. We won't spend long here, and and I'm sure we'll get out here a little earlier. But I think this would be a really good opportunity. If you feel led, what are you thankful for? 
Is there something tonight that you're like, you know, God, I am thankful for this. I'm thankful for these things. And if you have something that you are thankful for, feel free from your seat one at a time. Just, just blurt it out. Say, Lord, I am thankful for this. Your bride, that's a great idea. I'm thankful for my bride too. Yes, and that's especially uh, true for you, Gwen, isn't it? Is it okay that I share this really quick? You know, you know she lost her job, and then uh, with the COVID things, and, and, and the Lord provided her another job, and I love that. And that's a really good thing. I'm thankful, too. I'm thankful that I, that I get to, and I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, and then we can continue this for a few more moments, but I'm thankful that I get to do what I get to do because I don't deserve what I get to do. It is such a joy and a privilege to, to, to worship with you. It's a joy and a privilege to uh, share the Word of God with you and teach you the Word of God because I'm learning, you're learning, we're all learning, and I'm so grateful for this fellowship, and I'm so grateful for all of you, and I'm so grateful for my family. Pinch me. You know, I'm very thankful. How about any of you? Thank you. Thanks for doing it on my arm, too. My goodness, Thurman, I had no idea. I mean, I knew, your, I knew she was in a really bad place, but I didn't know she was that close. And to think that you guys didn't go through with it. And she's alive. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. That is so awesome, man. Thank you for sharing that. Anybody else thankful? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, praise the Lord for that. You, David? Mauricio? Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else? We've got a lot to be thankful for. And these are just the things that we're comfortable with sharing, right? And um, it's a good thing. Anybody else? sisterhood of friends, you know, 
know, folks you can reach out to and be like, hey, pray for me today. This is going on. Hey, I got a Bible verse for you. Just the fellowship and the friendship that we have. I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Anybody else? Yeah. Barbara? Yeah, and I remember where your mom used to sit. She used to sit right over there. She used to sit right over there in the back. I remember Barbara Seavey. Anybody else? And then we'll, we'll continue to worship. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's a joy, isn't it, and a privilege? Well, I, you know, I feel like we should be clapping it for every number, and of course it's not necessarily appropriate. But... Well, you can. <laughs> but, we, but, but wait, 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 wait. <laughs> i got to qualify that statement, okay? No, I, I appreciate that, and thank you. But the, the thing is, is, you know, um, I, I know we're, we're fairly um, reserved here at Calvary Chapel. Don't, don't be afraid, okay? Um, so all it takes is one person to get a little lit, and, and then hopefully it'll encourage other people to, to, to stand. You know, we, we often have you stand or sit down, but you know what? Th- those are just cues that we like to do together. But you know what? At any time, don't feel restricted ever in this church, ever, to sing louder, to sing quieter, or, or, to, or to stand up, or to lift your hands. Don't feel any inhibition to do that because this is not about us it's not about it's about him and when we when we worship it's okay for us to express that joy even during heartache it's it's okay to express those emotions i mean worship is emotional and it's okay for us to get a little emotional trust me we've never been on the brink of losing it a little bit you know we've never had to go man we got to dial this back it's getting a little weird people are hanging off the chandeliers which we don't have. But, um, you know, we've never gotten to that point. So don't worry. Let, you know, just be genuine in all that you do, okay? Because that's the main thing is genuineness. We, we, do, we, we do what we do. We sing what we sing for an audience of one. That's what I do. That's the only way that I'm, I'm comfortable doing it is I, I'm not really, I, I love you guys, but I'm thinking about him. And uh, if we do what we do rightly, then it's going to be contagious, hopefully. And so... Um, Ed, if you could turn these uh, microphones uh, back on, we're going to go ahead and continue. Does anybody have, is there one last person that would like to share something that they're uh, thankful for? Yes, Marilyn. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. 
Heritages are good things, especially when they're in the church. Amen? All right. I see the works of your hands. Galaxies spin in a heavenly dance, oh God. All that you are is so overwhelming. I hear the sound of your voice. All at once it's a gentle and thundering noise, oh God, all that you are is so overwhelming. I delight myself in you, captivated by your beauty, I'm overwhelmed. Most glorious, God, you are the most glorious. 
And as Jesus, our Messiah, hold forever those He loves. He does. Does our God intend to dwell again with us? He does. Is anyone worthy? Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Judah, who conquered the grave. He is David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave. From every people and tribe, every nation and tongue. A kingdom with praise to God to reign with the Son. Is He worthy? Is He worthy of our blessing and honor and glory? Is He worthy? Is He worthy? Is He worthy? something similar in glory with all the redeemed mankind and Lord there'll be no sound restrictions anywhere Lord thank you Jesus Because of what the Lord has done. 
because he's given Jesus Christ his son. Give thanks. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his son. And now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the
This last song is a, a special song for me. I remember in 2002, my wife and I, we just bought our first house. It's a house we still live in. And uh, I'll never forget, we you know, were just amazed at how God had brought this particular house. And, and just the, the details, the circumstances around it were really pretty interesting. And uh, we knew that God was in it. And, and I remember... Um, one Saturday night, this is back in 2002, 20 years ago, we used to have our prayer meetings on Saturday nights, and usually we'd do a couple songs before we, we would start to pray. And uh, I remember I was upstairs in the room, and I was just noodling around with this little progression. And uh, the song came to me, and the Lord gave it to me. But it was really just a reflection of my own heart. Just I was so thankful for what he did and how we did it. It was just one of those moments where, you know, you're just blown away, and you're just you're very thankful, and it was just very genuine, and, uh, and this song came literally within like 10 minutes, and I actually shared it that night that we had our prayer meeting, and um, it goes something like this, and feel free to sing along if, if you know it.
We give you thanks. We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty. We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty. The time has come when we must bow before our Lord and Worship you until the end of all time. We Tonight we want to give you thanks, Lord, just for uh, your great and wonderful things that you have done and, and the things that you have yet to do, Lord. Lord, of all the people on the earth, may we be the most thankful, Lord. For, Lord, we, you have given us so much, and, Lord, we also have so much yet ahead of us. Lord, I pray that that would just give a, a spring to our step uh, walking out of here tonight, and especially tomorrow as we go about our work day. Lord, that we would consider all that you've done. And know that it's just the beginning. And, and yet, Lord, we have eons of time. Eons. And it will never end. And we will be in your presence. 
where there are pleasures forevermore and holy things, Lord, beautiful things, awesome things yet ahead of us, Lord. For us, the future is so bright and how we give thanks for that, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.